tell our friends And they can have my things when we're dead Boys, 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 the boys cast with Ryan Long. Before we start, just wanted to tell you guys an epiphany. I did realize that sexuality is, in fact, a spectrum over the last week, and you guys are all radical leftists and your dads. All your dads are radical leftists. Your uncles are radical leftists, except for me. As far as the sexuality spectrum goes, I am right wing as they come. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. That's a fun one. When people come up to you and they go, sexuality is a spectrum, you say, yeah, and you are radically left wing. Yeah, gay. <laughs> Whereas me, as far as it goes right, I am so the sexuality's I my sexuality's so far on the right wing of the spectrum that I don't even touch my own dick. When I jerk off, I wear a glove. That's where I'm at. Another fun thing I've been toying around with. Uh be be super pro black, but just casually call Martin Luther King's speeches as skits. <laughs> you go what was that one skit that Martin Luther King did where he said, I will have a dream? What was that one sketch? What was the one, what was that one skit that he did? You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking of things. I'm in core, I'm cooped up. I'm thinking of ways to bug people. That's where I'm doing. But over the last week, I think that we can all realize that canceling is back. You can't run. You can, you can't hide. They're canceling everybody. That's where we're at right now. And I, having your best interest at heart, have decided to do some canceling of my own. Uh, I've decided that anniversaries are canceled. So if a girl, you know, she wants to have an anniversary, uh, uh, canceled. Remember when Alyssa Milano said, she goes, we're going on a sex strike and let's guys start doing what we want. Well, I'm going on an anniversary strike. Anniversaries canceled. Holding hands canceled. Never liked holding hands. Probably the worst thing in the world, especially in the phone era. You know, I got to check my phone. I have things to do. I might want to scratch an itch and a girl's holding me down. We did that for you. Guess what? It's canceled. Until canceling's canceled, <laughs> we're adding things to the list. You have to beat them at their own game. When they go, we're canceling everybody. You go, oh, we're canceling now, huh? Well, I'm going to double down, and we're not holding hands anymore. Canceled. Let's see what else we got. Uh, wiping. Canceled. <laughs> All of the boys are going to stop wiping. <laughs> you know, do what you want with it. Uh, girls coming out with your friends. I mean, that's guaranteed going to be canceled. They're like, yeah, I just don't want you to come hang out with my friends tonight. He's like, uh, canceled. And then they go, well, how am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do about the fact that canceling is canceling everybody? I go, talk to your girls. Talk to your feminine men, and until canceling stops, it's me and the boys, fam, because I got to be around non-cancelers. In-laws, canceled, C-A-N-C, I don't know how to spell canceled. I never learned to spell. Cops the show has been canceled. How good would it be if they canceled, instead of cops, they canceled the Steven Seagal retroactively? <laughs> they didn't cancel cops, they just uh, canceled Steven Seagal's cop show. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, Steven Seagal Lawman, but it is the best show of all time. So it turns out what he says, he goes, you know, you guys might not know this, but over the last 10 years, in addition to being a movie star, I've been going to work like two days a week as a cop, which is a complete lie. But he goes in and he teaches the cops and he's an expert at everything. Right. So in one of the scenes, they set up a match 100 meters away and Steven Seagal shoots the tip off a match. They let a match and then Steven shoots the tip off it. So I want them to cancel that. You know, because if they get Seagal, you don't want to, there's certain people they know that that's the beast, you know what I mean? If they try to, you know, when Epstein got canceled, they know that they went a little too far and that's going to start digging into all their personal stuff. When they, If you cancel Steven Seagal, every single one of the cancelers, like Sean King would just wake up in the middle of the night with his, with his, with his head getting cracked. All, all of the main cancelers, Seth Simons, he just, he'd be trying to sleep and he'd just hear like a pitter patter. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a pitter patter because Steven Seagal's 800 pounds right now. So he would just hear, 
Jurassic Park, the water. He's got the the water in his cup beside his his bed in his sippy cup because that's what he probably has. He sees it dripping off, a little bit of a shake, and he goes, "What's going on?" Steven Seagal. He just he just hears very slowly going through in the distance. So that's what would happen if you tried to cancel Seagal, which they they sort of have tried to cancel Seagal. Did it work? No. He went to Russia and made friends with Putin. That's probably what influenced the election. I don't don't underestimate Steven Seagal. All these people underestimate him, and I don't recommend it. Cancelers are getting canceled. I don't know if you saw Brian Young. This guy's such a this guy's a comedian, and he literally comes out and he goes, someone one of his friends said something racist, and he goes, I can't believe they would say this because you know they were friends with me, and I I I found her a nice person, but this is unacceptable. And then they went through all of his tweets. He's like saying the n word like three years ago because all these people are just fucking grifters to the max. So three years ago, you know this guy is Mister, you know he's kind of like an edgy boy comic, and now he's like, I can't believe someone would say something about woman. So he's doing all that thing, and then he's and then he just comes out and he goes, uh, "Yeah, but I've learned I'm better now." So that was something that's going on, you know. The the canceling themselves, like Jenny Slay, you know, the Jenna Marbles. These people come out and they go, "I'm so sorry," you know. I I just want to get ahead of it. I know it's coming for me. I want to get ahead of it. So, you know the best. The thing is, these people are losing control of their movement so much. They're trying to get out front of it. Be like, listen, I'm so sorry. These I I got to get out front of it. They know it's coming for them. They see the tornado. It's just because these people are so full of shit. I see the, all these celebrities that are all like, Dalia's the worst. And they have like four other friends that got me too. And they're like, but that guy, is, it seems like that one's not going to bubble up, right? I can still be friends with him. So it's just all of total shit. But the, the the reason why the cartoon one specifically egregious, it's kind of like with me when I was doing my CBC show and they, they needed diversity and stuff. And it was like, even for the roles I was doing. So it'd be like, you know, we need like a, a the, the director and the editor. We want to make sure there's diversity there. I was like, okay, but it's me. So <laughs> sorry, I can't be yeah, black. I have really I wrote down on the things too. I go, you know, I'm really I really apologize for the fact that I am not a black person. Unfortunately, I can't fire myself. And then so these people with the cartoons, how many people do a cartoon that they just voice their own cartoon characters? You know, there's there's a there's a whole bunch of cartoons like South Park, Family Guy, where it's, you know, a dude that has a show and he does all the characters. So what do you want him to do? Like if I was making a cartoon right now. And you go, listen, you can't have a white person voicing any black characters. I go, I guess I'm not making black characters then because I wanted to voice my characters. You know, and not me specifically. I'm terrible at voices. But if I was in that scenario. So all you're doing is you're, you're doing, creating all these scenarios and you go, you know, maybe there's pros, maybe there's cons. Most likely, I don't see any way you slice this that it doesn't make it harder for a person to call it. Like, okay, I do. I've done tons of voice acting, right? I've, been, you know, done commercials and cartoons and stuff. And I go, is there any... Right now, I'm the star of a cartoon. Check it out. Sublo and Tangy Mustard. If if there is anything that's least racist, less racist than a cartoon casting, you know, most of the time to get to the final thing, they don't even see you. So this is if you're saying like Hollywood's racist, there's no nothing less racist than voice acting. The people go in for the most part, like I said, the first 30 people that like audition, they don't even look at the person. You don't, you don't, they don't take a picture of you and show them the tapes. They listen to the things. So if the character's black and this guy sounds more like what they think that character sounds like or vice versa, white. But guess what? There's more white cartoon characters in a country that's, you know, 13% black, obviously. So for them to say that, you know, we need this to be all, uh, we need this to be, you know, you can't voice a black character. It's like, 
like, you also kind of need to do it the other way around. I mean, you think you don't, but most people just think in Socratic logic like that, where they go, okay, why is it one way and not the other way? And they'll go, ah, I guess it's the other way too. Uh, yeah, everyone needs to play their own. And she's like, guess what? There's going to be more white cartoon characters, you know, unless you're just thinking of aliens and all that sort of stuff. So you go, so how is this helping? They need to stick to their own. It, re- it reminds me so much, you know, and it is getting closer and closer to a scenario where these woke people and white supremacists are saying the same thing. And I, this is a sketch that I, I don't have figured out yet, but I love the idea of a white supremacist and like a woke guy sitting down and the woke person saying, all right, I think we need black people to have their own schools and scholarships and they should only play their own characters. And the guy goes, hey, listen, you. Actually, this guy's making some fucking sense. Hey, you ain't that bad. He's like, you know, I think the black people need their own cities and banks. And you go, I'm liking what I'm hearing right now. Who told us we shouldn't get along? We actually get along great. That that is where all this stuff's gotten. We need our own words. I don't want each other using our own words. I don't want each other using our own spaces. And if we have a a cartoon character, a style of music, you need to stay away from it. Don't listen to rap music, and we won't listen to country, and we'll go our separate ways. And that's like literally what these people are basically saying, and it's hilarious. So the gap is definitely closing. The Dixie Chicks tried to get in front of this and they go, listen, we're just the chicks now. We self-canceled our name. We, we, we're on the good guys. They're always putting themselves at the front of these movements. Lady Antebellum's a hilarious one because Lady A, uh, they changed their name to Lady A. And then it turns out there was a black singer named Lady A. And they just said, and apparently the Lady A's lawyer said, like, I know you're saying you're changing that, but there's this like black blues singer named Lady A. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> we don't give a shit about a black singer we don't give a shit about anything other than trying to get some woke points right now like everybody else in the world and on top of that it's kind of like okay so my thesis for this episode is what i'm going to tell you is basically the movement this there's two things one this movement has turned on white women so much and the white women and black women power dynamic of like who gets to have power in these things so i'm watching all these groups fight and i I found some articles that'll prove what i'm saying and that part's hilarious to me and the second thing is their canceling powers are working far less than they used to because this is what happened. I, I've talked about this a little in the past, but in basically in four years, they said, you know, four or five years ago where they go, you know, we don't want, you know, white guys in the industry. We don't want counterculture parts, uh, people in the industry. And the only way that they're canceling works is you take their industry jobs away. You know, this whole movement revolves around taking people away. Like I said, you need a cancelable, cancelable event. So as soon as you said to me, you go, you know, you said to people like me, you're like, you're kind of not welcome here. And there are like white guys that, especially ones that are, you know, the Patton Oswalds of the world, but they were already famous before. So they were famous enough that you can't take it away. But the new generation, they kind of said, you know, we're so hard on diversity. We're so hard on this, like, you know, woke perspective. And if you don't think that you're not welcome here, that all of those people created this subculture. And then you go, so what are you, what are you taking away from them? You're taking away their RRS feed, RSS feed. You're taking away their podcast. You know, everyone built this counterculture the same way that, you know, this happens a lot of times in all sorts of things. You know, if you look at when they said, you know, black people can't be in this and this, that's why the black comedy scene was so thriving because they weren't that welcome in the white comedy scene. That's why they have this huge scene. And there's people like Michael, you know, Michael Blackson or whatever that no one's ever heard of in the white community. And this guy's selling out these huge theaters. And that's what's happened again on as far as counterculture goes here. The same thing that happened with D. 
DJ stuff. They go, you know, hip hop's the main thing. We don't want to have white punk bands anymore. And then these DJs blow up. So they kicked everyone out. And in a time where their entire business model revolves around taking things away from people. And now all they have to do is take away things from themselves. So it's hilarious. So, and this is why I liked him. This is why I kind of like America since I moved here. Cause Canada's not big enough for a counterculture. You know what I mean? They don't, they're not big enough. They don't have, they only have three, 30 million, 33 million people. They don't have enough money to go around to have all these subcultures in America. On top of that, you have the whole world listening. So you have 6 billion people potentially watching these movies and these podcasts. And this is the center of the whole thing. So they don't need Hollywood. They have enough people and listeners to create all these cool subcultures. And, and the, so when they don't, have anything to take away it's kind of like they want to poison the meat but they already turned you into a vegetarian and that's what it feels like they're like we want to kill these people by poisoning their meat and you're like we don't eat meat they go we're gonna take kill these people by taking away their jobs and you go what jobs you took them all away from us you wouldn't let us have these jobs so what are you taking away so i've been loving it and even the even when people do want jobs, they've made it so appealing. Like being a gladiator only is cool. It only rules when you get to be the man. Like the actual job sucks. You know, part of being in the industry that was cool is you got chicks. Everyone thought you were the man. You know, now a bunch of people on the internet tell you your shit. Then they try to take everything away. You can't smash pussy. If you cheat on your girl, you get in fucking so much trouble. So you literally have to, you know, live a puritanical life. And you're like, this isn't sick anymore. If you're a gladiator and you're going and fighting people in a ring and you're, you know, that's my, me fighting people in a ring. I'm waving my hands around for the audio. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. And now I come out. Everyone goes, boo, you suck. If you do this, hey, if you make one wrong step, you don't know all those girls that like just said they love you because you're gladiator position. If you fuck any of them, we're going to prevent you from being a gladiator. And you're like, yeah, I'll just not be a gladiator. So these people have created a world that's very unsustainable. For example. In this whole woke culture where everyone needs to be have the right opinions and stuff like that, right? These people, if back in the day, if you if you were let's a celebrity, a big comedian, even right, you would be you you would have let's say you had two or three specials, and then you kind of became what Jim Carrey is, or you got your sitcom. You no longer were responsible for giving your opinions. You just had to be funny. You know, you can make a lot of money, and then maybe you do your special where you could kind of put your opinions in like a well crafted way. Unfortunately, if you do that now, and you're one of these. People, people in that like Hollywood elite it's kind of like well what do you think of this why are you not speaking up and there's a few people that are big enough from the old school that they kind of don't like the Adam Sandlers because they run their own production company and he's such a big draw and some actors that they can just be like you know what I'm not going to speak but the level down from that the Patton Oswalt's the Amy Schumer's like they kind of have to speak up they sort of have an obligation to speak and it's very hard to do that when you've been banned from telling the truth so that's why they have to be like you know I'm supposed to, how am I going to compete with these people that my hands tied behind my back? So I want to tie their hands behind their back by trying to get them fired and canceled and stuff like that. So they're set up to fail because they go, I'm in a scenario where I say everyone needs to tell their opinions and then also have to be funny. And then these people aren't. And I go, nah, I got to put a stop to that. So because the old system where they just make their movies and shut up isn't really available anymore. The way to get your cancel your capital of fame is to be sort of out there telling people your opinions and telling people they're wrong. And so that system isn't sustainable, especially when you're getting canceled for things you do 20 years ago. That which is the which is the most American thing ever to to you know 
the most American thing, like a little bit, you know, kind of like white, you know, liberal America or whatever to cancel people for things they did used that you used to do. It's basically what you, know, you ever see when, you know, when gay marriage was legal here and then it took about three years to be like, Russia needs to have gay marriage. The atrocities in Russia. They don't even think gay people is OK. And you're like, that was here four years ago. So I think that's been happening since the beginning of time where America sort of changes their values on something and then immediately goes over to other countries and like, can you believe this? Like, how many times have you heard people say, you know, even the trans stuff, they go, they, they don't accept trans people in China or whatever, you know, whatever they're talking about. And you'll be like, you didn't, 10 years ago, no one even heard that. It wasn't even a conversation. So it doesn't take very long for, you know, the kind of culture in America, Hollywood culture, to say we're for this and then to go back and start, you know, looking at other people and be very virtuous about something that you didn't used to do. So they created this game and then people aren't going to play it anymore. And they need people to play so they could cancel them, especially men. We're like, we're done with this garbage. And that's why basically white women had to be the next target. And they are having a fit. It's like when I used to do the uh, comedy clubs in uh, Toronto and stuff like that. There there was a couple uh, club owners that were like, they found it funny when people complained or whatever. So they go, you know, here's our complaint. We had a bad time. And the guy goes, "Uh, yeah, I'll put it in our filing system, a.k.a. the garbage bin. And then you go... Now what? You know, what did you think you were going to get? What did you want? Free tickets? What, or did you just want to complain? You know, so they go to these, they go to this uh, club, complain, and then the guy says, yeah, okay, who cares? And then you're like, huh, well, I don't know what I do next. So women were benefiting from this whole thing because otherwise they wouldn't do it. You know, women were counted as a minority. If you were just a normal white chick, you get to be part of, when they say diversity, you know, 85% of people are included in diversity, right? So they go, you know, we want diversity. And white women are like, yeah, diversity, us. And women are in the club that benefits them. And now that benefit package is ending, (laughs) which is good for the boys. You know, now this is kind of an over-talked about topic, the Karen thing. But it is interesting to look at this through that because it was such the perfect example of that. And that's why I made that, you know, the video about the, you know, the male Karen thing, because all these people were like, oh, Karen's. It was like it was everyone that's tattletales looking at other people and be like, they're the tattletale. I'm not the tattletale. You're the tattletale. You know what I mean? And they're kind of looking at everyone else and calling them the thing that they do. But for this, you know, I've read this article and there's a there's a few of them. So the one is the male centered progressive left has successfully made women hating trendy. So what's happened is everyone comes at them and they go, yeah, like you guys are a problem. You guys, <laughs> you guys are the problem. And they go, no, 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 no. It's men that are the problem. We're not. No, we're, we're part of the good guys because their whole business model has been like, hey, we're on your team. We're on team diversity, you know, against the white, you know, against the men or whatever. And then they go, we're, we're going to take all the benefits of this whole thing. And now people go, you're actually the problem. And they, they're like, they're, what are they going to do? Are they going to say, no, it's, it's uh, black guys or actually black men are the problem. They have to just, the only group that they can look to is to say white men are the problem. And you'll see that they go through this. And basically, because men are saying we don't play by these rules anymore. Men are like, if someone comes up to you and they go, you're this and that, and you go, shut up. They go, no, wait, no, I'm not. No, I'm not racist. I'm not, I'm not racist. They're actually sexist. So they're still playing the game. And most people are like, if you, if someone comes up to you and go, you're sexist, you go, shut up. Leave me alone. And I don't want to talk to you anymore. How about that? And they're like, 
Well, I need people to, I need people like to listen to me so I could yell at them and care. But if they don't care, what am I doing it for? And they realize, oh, you know who's going to care? White women. Because they are all in on this. It's their whole identity. And then now you start look at them and you go, these people, these Karens are tattling on black people because they're racist. And they go, uh-oh, <laughs> we are in trouble. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Julio Gallerati, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. You know, I think everyone a little bit at the beginning, if someone said, yo, you're racist, your, your, your initial response would be to be like, I'm not, I'm not, I go this. And then they go, you realize that if you start defending yourself, you know, I'm, I'm sexist. I'm not sexist. I, you know, I hired this person. They go, oh, it's cause you hired this person. You go, okay, well, this I go, I go, what evidence would I have to give you for you to say, oh, that makes sense. You're not sexist. So if you say I'm sexist and there's nothing I could say to, to change your mind, then what's the point of me playing that game with you? And you kind of realize that and you go, oh, if someone's out there calling stuff to you like that, you just go, oh, okay, I guess everyone's, you know, you kind of realize not to play that game. But no one really wants to admit they just don't care. When the truth is, a lot of people don't care. A lot of people care about their family. A lot of people care about their friends, you know, moving moving forward in their career. career. But you're supposed to care about if Trump's in, you know what I mean? And I don't. I, I admit that. I don't care if he's there. I think it might, it might be funnier one way or the other, but I really don't care. I don't have a position on who the president is. It doesn't affect me, I don't think. It'll affect what I do, but I'll react to the world. You know, the world's going to change the way it is. I'm not going to try to use my little voice to change the world. And it's like, it's going to, it's going to have its own structure. And a lot of times if you do change it, it'll bounce back the other way. So you're still make, not making a difference. If you want to make a real difference, like if you really care about people and you want to derive your happiness out of making people feel better, then, you know, you do that probably on an individual level. Maybe you'd be a big brother. You know, you, you kind of work with underprivileged youth. You see that kind of stuff. Maybe you raise money for some specific charity where you're actually interacting with the people and you're not letting it get out of hand. So a lot of people do, do, can figure out a way to, you know, to help people and derive their happiness for them. I ain't one of those people. I try to be nice to the people in my life and all that stuff. So I'm always a little suspicious of moral posturing for myself because it feels phony to me when I do it. Even when I see a lot of, everyone always finds it, finds a way to do it. You know, even I always thought like even conspiracy stuff can like enter in that realm a lot of times because people will be like, you know, I'm, I'm racist and you know, this person's racist and sexist. You go, Oh, if I'm sexist, I care about, you know, a hundred thousand kids that are being sold into slavery and you're on the internet caring about woke stuff or I care more about the wars or this and that. And there's always, even there's always a way to sort of find the moral ground, but I try to more say, listen, I don't give a shit. I'm not playing this game. I'm not in, you know, who, who's more moral. I don't know. I don't care. 
You know, I care if my friends are. I may I want to hang out with my friends that's like that. But I'm not interested in having a discussion with my friend over who's like the more moral person, especially when the moral judgment is based on what we care more about. You know, they're saying like, I care if people are being racist on the internet. And you go, well, I care about sex trafficking. And, you know, you kind of, you get in this debate about who cares more about the thing. So for me, I've always been weary in general for myself, not telling you, I understand why you'd want to, you know, if, if you, I'd understand why it's fun to dunk on someone morally who their entire freaking identity is their morality. But for me, I just never played that game to begin with. So I don't care if you go, I'm less, I'm your bet. I'm better person than you. You go, all right, good luck with that, dude. And to be honest, some of that stuff is another part of the male, you know, ingenuity or whatever it is. I always say you you kick men out of groups, they'll find new ones and they create new things and stuff like that. So it is true. You go, hey, this is the morality thing and you can't be part of it. And then a lot of men are like, yeah, well, I care about fucking uh, sex trafficking and I care about this. And you kind of, you know, men find ways to like outsmart them even morally. So I do respect it. But I always, you know, I just, I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, I've got a fucking little too much like nihilisticness in me. You know, it's, you know, when it comes to the world, at least anyway. So, okay. So I'm going to read this article and I'm going to show you how much these people are struggling. And this is a feminist magazine. And before I will give a disclaimer that this is a feminist magazine that, you know, that whole turfs thing where these people kind of say, you know, we're for men, so they are for women, and they've sort of got involved in the fight against, not against, but they've sort of uh, talked about how the trans stuff can be like infringing on women's rights and stuff. So it's sort of like a based feminine magazine, which I do have more respect for. Any, I have a res- more respect for any cause that isn't intersectional, if that makes sense. As soon as a cause goes, you know, we're a feminist magazine, and also we care about, like, uh, tra- we also care about, you know, gay people, and we also care about black people. It's like, of course there's nothing wrong with caring about those people, but you're no longer a feminist magazine. You're just like a left-wing, you know, woke publication. If you say we're like a black power thing, and you're like, and also LGBT, you go, you know, then you're not, though. Then you're not a black magazine. So I, I at least have more respect for a feminist magazine that's like, we're about women. And when someone says, what about Muslims? You go, nothing wrong with that. That's just not what we do. So it's like, you know, it's not my bag. I'm not going to be this feminist person. But my point is, these people, they're out there kind of saying now, they go, you know, the Karen thing is misogyny. And you go, no, 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 you're almost there. It's like, they basically, they realize that the things being used against them, but they still don't realize that that's what they're doing to everybody else. And that's what I've been laughing about. Okay. Today, another Karen video went viral. This time, it seemed a woman flipped off a male driver, one Carlos Dillard. It seems like a hobby for Dillard, who has posted other simultaneously antagonistic videos accusing women of racism, despite no evidence of racism. So already we're at the point where we're like, Yeah, I understand that I already said, like, you know, this isn't the worst of the worst in terms of feminist magazines, but you go, how is it not? How do you see, you go, this Karen meme, they're accusing them of racism without any evidence. Not like with men when they do it, who are super racist all the time. Every man's in the KKK. You go, yeah, that's what they do. Like, the article should just be... Yeah, woke left accuses people of racism when they're not fucking racist. But it's like, what? They're accusing us white women of racist, but we're not racist like these men. And you go, 
A lot of them aren't either. How do you not see that this whole thing is so bullshit? So it's it's always so funny when they kind of see a speck of it. They're like, wait a second. They're accusing us. There's no evidence. Your whole, you know, 90% of feminist movement is acute based on accusing people of bullshit for no reason. And you go, you know, you go to bosses and you go, this guy didn't hire women. And you go, yeah, he runs a friggin' dumbbell company. No women want to work there. And you go, no, it's because he's sexist. What's the evidence to he's sexist? How do you know what his motivations are? So they're always like almost there. Okay, so the next part. The Karen meme has been a misogynist. The Karen meme has been misogynist from the get-go, originating from an anonymous male Reddit user, fuck you, Karen, who was angrily at his ex-wife named Karen for taking custody of his children in 2017. His misogynist rants became a subreddit called our fuck you, Karen. Man, did this guy succeed. How great is that, that you got in a fight with your wife and you go, she leaves and you go, fuck you, Karen. You go, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my life to ruining the word Karen. If anyone looks at you, they're going to go, anything you do, I want them to be like, oh, fucking Karen. Look at this Karen. And then he went on Reddit, started a forum. Reddit, fuck you, Karen. He goes, fuck taking down all girls named Karen. And then it spreads. And can you imagine this guy waking up to kind of like seeing people post on the meme being like, oh, look at Karen. Karen suck. And he's just like, he's like, looks in the mirror. He goes, you're a god. You did it. You're a god. And then Karen, he goes, oh, I'm going to fucking ruin your life. And Karen goes, okay, yeah, you're going to ruin my life. You, you, work at the, you work at a postal post office. You're going to ruin my life. Good, good luck, buddy. Good luck, David. And then... <laughs> She's looking on the she's looking on the internet a year and a half later, and the whole internet is like "fuck you, Karen," and she's like "Jesus Christ, Doug, you did it." Recently, the meaning of Karen was said to refer specifically to a middle class, middle aged white woman who was so entitled to speak to the manager when she was perturbed, but has since morphed into a racist white woman who weaponizes white female fragility against largely black men. This connects to the sexist tropes that claim women use their emotions, vulnerability, and tears to manipulate men. Is this not someone that wants their movement back? They go, it used to start out because, like, to read this, to be like a feminist, to read this, and to write this, and go... Karen started out as something that was just used, you know, to make fun of upper middle class women that wanted to speak to the manager. But now it's morphed into calling them racist and saying they weaponize their what you have you ever heard of white privilege? Have you ever heard of like male privilege? Have you ever heard of a calling, you know, saying people that a male male fragility? He goes, you know, white white female fragility. You've never heard male tears, male fragility? It's like stuff that all these people say and have been saying for five years and then to go you know what I didn't mind when it was male tears you could walk around with a shirt that says male tears and by the way it's still not the it's still just the beginning of it because I was sort of you know I've, I've talked to girls a little bit about this and some girls would be like yeah but I know when they're talking about this they're not talking about me and I go that's because it's in the early stages you know first of all you have never been you're still getting 
technically considered diversity. You've never went to like audition for something, you know, because mostly I'm talking to actors and comedians and stuff like that. You've never went to audition for something and they go, yeah, we can't have any more white girls. We, you never went to had a manager said we're not accepting any more white women. You know, you've never been in those scenarios because this is just the start. So you were able to do that. Guys were able to, you know, there was certain people. That's why the dirtbag left people. They had to get the hell out. But they kind of started and people were like, you know, and they're like, well, it's not us. And they were like, it is you. And they're like, uh, we're out. <laughs> so that's what's happening here. It feels like the roast master. It kind of like, uh, the, you know, you're like uh, you're Jeff Ross and then you're doing a roast and you're, you're the guy facilitating people making fun of other people and taking all the credit. That's what white women kind of were in this movement. They, and again, I'm not trying to like specifically say white women are shit because I know that's like almost hacky and lame. But my point of the matter is I think they're at a crossroads where they have to go like full on, all in, self-hating. I'm part of this movement, but I'm the lowest rung of it. I'm out here kissing feet and I'm not going to get any more benefits. And I'm just like essentially a servant to the thing. Or they have to kind of split off and be like, yeah, I'm going back to feminism and find their way to justify their existence in this whole like debacle. But it, the Roastmaster thing, it's the equivalent of they have these white men on, or, you know, they're the, they're the guy getting roasted and everyone else is there. And they kind of are the Roastmaster where they, they bring the people up to roast. You know, they bring a black girl up and she goes, white men are shit. And they go, oh, he goes, good one. And then, you know, but at the end of the day, they're almost like benefiting from the most. So they get to be there for the Roastmaster. And then, they go back and then all the people on the roast start being like this roast master is like kind of a loser eh this roast master is so fat that he plays hopscotch Canada US Mexico and you're like wait a second I'm losing control here <laughs> this is uh, guys 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 uh, just a quick uh, uh, note uh, you're not supposed to uh, roast the roast master so I'm just sorry to let you know but I'm uh, the, and they're like the rules have changed and you're like I don't want to be a roast master anymore it's kind of like when the U.S. hired ta the Taliban and those people to beat up other countries for them. And then <laughs> they hire these people and they go, fight those countries and we'll give you all this money. And then they grow stronger and stronger. And then they're like, hey, now we're going to fight you. You go, nah, that's kind of not what we're hoping. We didn't, hey, we didn't give you money and make you this strong force. You know, white women, we didn't uh, use this entire movement to grow and build like a ton of our careers and take all of all, put ourselves at the front of all these, you know, racial movements. And then now you're telling me it's turning on us. Whoa, whoa, what? They want their movement back. Karen me. What began as a joke has become more than that and has moved into an explicitly misogynist, in my opinion, dangerous territory. There are literally memes on the internet that are like, kill the white man. And, and there's songs, kill all the white man. And everyone just takes that as whatever, which I'm actually okay with. You know, all men are rape. You know, that's like a joke, but it's like, that's the gist of it. And I, I, I kind of get it. Because I understand people interpret things differently. One of the arguments I, I kind of have with people when they when they don't get like racist jokes or or whatever what they interpret as racist jokes and stuff like that, they go they go they'll see someone doing something as a joke and they interpret it literally, you know. But then will they'll see people on their side do it and they'll understand that it's a joke. I was having this conversation with someone. I go, you have okay. So how many people have someone on their timeline that goes? You know, that's like a, you know, kind of far left Bernie person. And they go, you know, we need to hang the landlords. And they're posting videos of we need to kill the landlords or whatever. And I go, I'm a landlord. So do you think I should die? Is that what you think? Do you think I should be dead right now? And they go, no. I go, well, you have a friend 
on your timeline that is literally calling for the world to come kill me. What do you think of that? And it's like, and you're like, well, I know he's kind of being hyperbolic. And I go, exactly. I get, I get that. I don't see people on my timeline saying, hang the landlords. And I go call them. I go, this is what it's like, huh? You want me dead? Well, how about this? I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. And I got to go into his house when he's sleeping to kill him. Before I know that he's being hyperbolic. So I go, when some people are doing it other ways, just because you don't agree with the perspective, you don't get to decide what's hyperbolic and what's not. You know, so to say that it's moved into a territory that's exclusively misogynist, in my opinion, uh, dangerous territory, all that means is it's coming for you now. <laughs> the whole thing was explicitly dangerous. You're ruining people's lives and taking things away from people and deciding who's good or bad. And now you have lost control and it's decided that you're bad. It's all the communist thing, right? But when you go... It's, it's you go the you're the person that had was worth 80 grand a year and when the communists start rounding people up and shooting people and then you go they come to your house and they're like hey we're going to we're going to shoot you or whatever get in the truck we're stealing your land you go but i have a mere $80,000 when this movement started uh, oh please sir when this movement started we were killing the billionaires it's like guess what there was only 8 of them we, there was only a few billionaires. And once this machine starts, we don't kill the 20 billionaires and split up their money. And we're like, I mean, we can still use some more cash, right, boys? <laughs> Get back in the truck. Because I know a guy that's got $800 million. And then now you go, and then what? You got a bunch of people with 20 grand being like, well, give me his money too. When does it stop, do you think? And you're just the start. You know, it's already kind of, it's already pickle. It's already, um, you know, had its little uh, teeth sunk into gay guys and little teeth sunk into black guys about this and that. But this is sticking. That's the difference. And it's become very, very clear in all of this Black Lives Matter movement that women aren't allowed to put themselves ahead of black people. And that is driving them nuts. So that's why they have to be like, all right, we need to slow down a little bit with this movement. This Karen thing's a bit racist. So following someone into their home, doxing, filming, and harassing them. And again, I, you know what? I should, I should preface... I know that I'm saying this, but I just don't want to be dishonest because I'm being a little hard on this feminist magazine when, like I said, they aren't one of the worst ones. But I still I still don't know how you could write this article and in in that article not say how not mention. Yeah. And kind of I guess we're a little bit complicit because women have been doing this to men for years. And maybe that's what maybe there's a little bit of a backlash to not to just say that like it's out of no like her her opinion is this is just more of the feminism. We this is just more of misogynism that we've been seeing for years. But the truth is, this is something that you are complicit in creating as women, even if you didn't specifically understand it. So even if even if you specifically didn't support it. So they go filming someone in their home doxing filming and harassing them because you gave them the finger is unhinged people are going to act like assholes in this world and you need to learn to deal with it it's something that you need to learn to deal with you know doesn't that sound like people saying you know you shouldn't get offended almost like a boomer take because <laughs> that's where these girls are starting at they're starting at like 50 year old men it, it takes a while for the opinions to get because this stuff is pretty complicated to argue so it takes a little while to you know get the right opinions together to fight them you know and you kind of feel like she's like you know so what people are assholes you're like that's what you're coming up with right now they're struggling to deal with this moreover the viral videos like Amy Cooper uh, bird watching dog off the leash incident are always decontextualized it's 
always decontextualized. They never show you the 50-second thing. They take Shane Gillis in a one-second increment. They don't show you the full thing. What do you think this is? The truth is that today, people's lives can be destroyed in an instant via viral post. And a culture, our culture is wielding that power with very little care. Yeah, that started five years ago. While those participating in the mobs targeting the subjects of these currently popular Karen videos claim some form of racial justice, this is not an accurate representation. So I'm done reading this article, but how do you understand the, the, the craziness to say that it sounds like this article, it sounds like this thing that we're, it's, this thing that it claims to be is actually something else. Anyway, back to writing for feminism.org. It's like, yeah, you think that feminism's that? You go, it's just about this. No, it's not. You, how do you not the the fact that you could like now go back to writing for feminism articles without like without constantly being like yeah our thing got co-opted <laughs> to, to turn into this man-hating fucking whatever and then you can be like no no this stuff's all fine but this like if you have a feminist magazine that is running articles like this, you should be probably at least mentioning, if you think that you are kind of like based or whatever it is, you know, the, you, how do you not constantly been like, yeah, also kind of what we've been doing for years and complicit in like, yeah, on, how how's your article not like, yeah, I kind of realized this was like, they're kind of being like, hey, I just noticed something instead of being like, and, and but then not making the connection to you've been saying the opposite and your whole movement's been saying the opposite. Actually, I'm not done. I got a few more things. Last week, Jonathan, Jonathan K tweeted a wanted poster, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, and that t- it was a poster that put up that said, like, all Karens are bastard or whatever. And he goes, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they were white men, considering the face of the groups. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> it's like the struggle. It's the only card they can play. So she goes, okay. Everyone on the internet's been there watching all sorts of people use it. I've seen a million black people posting the Karen meme. And then there's a poster up. She goes, yeah, it's probably white men. <laughs> it's probably white men they're doing the Karens. Like, they, that's the only excuse they could do, if anything. Like, literally, uh, like a black guy could come punch her in the face and she have to be like, white men punched me. <laughs> because what are you going to do? She knows she can't win that battle. Oh, God. This has all happened with a left that has consistently ignored and defended misogyny and racism. This, I'm afraid, is all woman-hating. It is dangerous. The popularity of the Karen meme has led people to seek out and invent Karens in order to gain followers and profit. Sort of like feminist groups? Most charities? Like, literally... I, I, we, people have been saying this forever, but like the, you know, the demand for uh, racist doesn't meet the supply for racist. And they go, they have to, they need more Karens. So they have to invent Karens. It's like, yeah, like everything you've been doing for the last six years, you go, oh, we need more like men that uh, did something wrong. We need more, you know, racist. We need more sexist. We need more. And then they go, oh, we're trying to, we're actually, uh, guess what? We added Karens to the list of uh, things that we're mad at. And they go, oh, you're just trying to invent Karens where they're not. Yeah, that's the game. Have you read the rule book? Because you kind of participated in writing it. <laughs> And most charities, all this stuff, you guys have to grow. Because what are you going to do? You know, imagine you're fighting for Black Lives Matter or whatever. You know what I mean? You're this organization. You want gay rights. And then you get, you know, we want to get married. We want to be able to get gay married. We want to get married. And then you get gay marriage. And then what are you going to do? You're going to go, all right, boys, pack it up. All right, call the landlord. Like, we're not going to be needing the lease anymore. We got all the things we wanted. No, you go, "Uh, you know, I was thinking. 
I got this crazy. Yo, color me crazy. What if we add trans people into the mix and we got a whole new set of things and we could probably, I don't know, we could get some washrooms. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying if we're looking for a fight, sort of like the United States government again, you know, they kind of, they run out of wars and then they, someone comes in and it's like, yeah, let me, uh, let me ask you a question. You guys heard of Syria? We could probably, with this Assad guy, I think we could make him into a, a bit of a tar, a bit of an enemy. You know, so that's what these guys do. They're, they they run out of stuff, the feminists, they run out of stuff and they go, we got donors, we got a newsletter. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Just right? I mean, uh, you know, for me, I know what I would do. If all of this stuff disappeared, I'd keep making comedy. I would talk about something else. If you, if all of this stuff disappeared, what would you do if you're the CEO of feminism.com? What would you do if the CEO of the gay thing? You know, what would you do once you have all of the things you, you obviously have to invent new things. So when they can't make, when they're trying to get rid of Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan and they're like the most powerful men we can't get rid of because they're not playing our game. And then they're like, Oh, let's fuck with fucking girl. You know, we need more enemies. We have a huge organization with a throbbing pulse, throbbing, pulsing dong of an organization. And we got to get rid of people. And guess what? It is you. It's been you. It's been you all along. Oh, we got to invent racist. You remember the Trump hat kid? Where were you there? Remember when a 14 year old was standing there with a Trump hat and the whole media was like, this kid should be put in a blender and we should drink his blood the way that Hillary Clinton does to her children that she has in her basement. And then you go and and then you see that and then you go, this person called me this person. All, all I did, all this person did was get out of their car, yell at a guy and give someone the finger. And now you're trying to ruin her life. All the Trump hat kid did was stand there and smile. And the entire world tried to ruin his life. And and you didn't see that. So now you you now you're writing articles being like, I think this thing's got out of hand. <laughs> And th so there's lots of different ways to handle it. And I'm going to tell you three of them, but th there's lots of ways that they could decide to play it. Cause I'm watching feminists just do three different ways of play it. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And the first one, which I've been talking about is they try to make it sexist LA times. The Karen meme is sexist. Change it to Donald, you know, that Julie Bindel, she posts, she goes, Julie also ventured out to say in her next few tweets that the term Karen is definitely used enough by white men for it to have morphed into a misogynist slur, furthering her point that it's Classism and ageism. Like, imagine she just like, classism, um, ageism, um, white men. She's like, everyone but us. You know, there's five categories and you're like, you're basically saying like, all of those things add up together. Uh, and if you, okay, maybe if I just say ageism, it's like, you know, you're, you're going to say, oh, but I'm white. And you go, okay, what about ageism, classism? You know, she just throws it all there. She reminds her followers that there were other names used as slurs in the vein of Karen, including Sharon, Trayson, and Becky. Ooh, I am so sick of women, including those of us that have devoted our lives to women's liberation, being spoken, so, being spoken to so disrespectfully. That right there is the moment where you're like, this thing is cracking up. I am sick of women that have been devoted our lives to women liberation being spoken to so disrespectfully. <laughs> this is literally, 
a white woman. This is your your equivalent of like hundred years ago. I you know I the person or whatever whenever slavery happened, I freed the slaves, and she's trying to make them have uh, you know so they can get loans the same way or, or you know buy a house in the same area. And she's like, it's kind of weird that you still want to have, to have separate schools. And she goes, after all I've done for you. You're going to call me racist. I have dedicated my life. My identity is that I help people by ruining other people's lives, by the way. And now this is the thanks I get. This is the motherfucking thanks I get. Dr. Dre style for, for dedicating my life to making myself seem like a good person. And I'm getting spoken to so disrespectfully because you're ageist and cl- oh, you hate my class. Oh, my God. It is so funny to watch these people flounder around. Becky could have argued. Becky could be argued as anti-Semitic. Ding, ding, ding. We got another contender in the ring. Not only is Karen race is not only not only is Karen misogynist, ageist, classist. We have a new contender. It's anti-Semitic. No one cares. No one cares. You are yelling into a void. Let me tell you something about being called racist. No one cares about your things. Oh, you're this. You're this. You're this. That's why when, you know, that's why you see these fucking Republicans a lot of times. They go, they're racist. And they go, the Democrats are actually racist. Just don't shut. Tell them to shut up. Or don't hang. If someone comes up and they're like, you're freaking racist. Shut up. You know, I, eh, okay. I'll, I'll roll that back a little bit. Sometimes it is. It's sometimes in a good faith conversation, it might be worth pointing out for the record, you know, like I might say about my comedy, people go, you know, when you do your comedy, you're actually divisive. I might say, you know, okay, I don't care. But if we are being honest here, I'm just saying you're wrong because the truth is comedy that goes in and yells a viewpoint and you go, white men are bad. That actually divides people. When I go in and I kind of, you know, release pressure and stuff, I don't care about releasing pressure. I don't care about bringing people together. It just does have that effect. When I come in and kind of make fun of everybody and do my thing or whatever, it does leave people feeling some of the pressure that the tension and the sexism and the pressure released on both sides. You know what I mean? So I think that people kind of, uh, maybe there is something to be said about pointing out when they're wrong if you're having a conversation about who right or wrong. But I think when you have the morality conversation about they go, you're racist, and you go, no, you guys are racist. I don't know if there's any point to that. I think it's stupid. I think you go, oh, you're one of those, huh? You're freaking racist and sexist. You go, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, you're this guy. Oh, this guy's freaking hyped up. He's calling everyone racist. All right. Bandy, Becky could be argued as anti-Semitic. It's also it's also the same thing when people they go you've actually had privilege and they try to you know make ways they have a hard life they go I'm I'm a I, I'm a, I was actually a drug addict or my dad beat me so don't you know my privilege I'm I had a really hard life I'm my harder life was harder than yours which is true you know I get that you know like I've people I've had people here they go it's easier for you in comedy in New York I go. I lived in a different country and it took me three years to get here and you got a 10 year head start, you know, in America. I go, I don't see how you could possibly argue, especially in a time when, you know, people like you are getting pushed more than me. I go, I don't know how you could possibly argue that my scenario being born in the wrong country is different than you being, you know, born a woman in New York or whatever the fuck you want to say. But I don't really usually have that argument. It's kind of like the more the more argument is that who cares, you know? Maybe I don't know. I'm sure there's points that uh, I'm sure there's points where I have higher. There's sure there's points where you have higher. Maybe some there's points where other people have higher. But most so, I always say to people, I go, "All right, if we start in the exact same place, I'll still demo you." <laughs> and that should be your attitude, you know. That's when people go, "Oh, if you were a black guy, would you be good?" And I go, 
am I me? Do I still get to be me or do I have a different brain? Because I guarantee you, I know tons of black guys that aren't like victimized complex. I know tons of women that aren't victimized complex. And I, so I go, oh, if you were that, I go, if I was that, I'd probably be me but black. You know, I'm sure some of the things might end up differently. But if I still have my brain, I guarantee I'd be pushing back against nonsense. Although maybe I might be more of an opportunist and be like, all right, let me, let me wait a couple of years. I'll just keep my mouth shut and reap the benefits. Maybe. I don't know. If there was a movement that like we're going to give every black guy like a hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't be like, this stuff is crazy. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, keep it coming. Listen, um, you know, I'm against fucking uh, universal broadcasting. I'm against like uh, the Canadian government owning a monopoly on the on the industry. Didn't stop me from working there and uh, getting <laughs> getting money from it. But, you know, the system is what it is. Like You got to look out for yourself. Number one. And there's another really good sentence near the end here. They go, something, something, something. It's, uh, you know, racism, racism, racism. And then the end of it, they go, and as you know, women of color do not get a get out of jail free card on classism. So this is what's going on. <laughs> like I said, a ding, ding, ding. May the best person win for the ultimate victim. Is it class? In this corner, we have classism, ageism, and racism. In this corner, we have anti-Semitism, feminism. And so basically all of this stuff. She goes, well, just because you're black, you can still be classist. So before, they'd have no guts to say this stuff. They know it's not going to stick. But this is a person on their last breath getting the shit kicked out of him, just flailing their arms around. It's the guy whose girlfriend is walking out on him. And he's like, I bought you a car. <laughs> Will you marry me? Will you marry me? He's just trying everything. He doesn't want her to leave. You know, he comes in. He, uh, she, you know, she caught him cheating on him four times. He goes, I, I bought us a trip to Bahamas. I want to have a kid. We can have a kid. You want to have a kid? And the girl's like, fine love a kid you're like <laughs> so that's what's going on here they're in their last little breath so that's the first way they deal with it is they just try to throw everything out there you know women women kind of throw everything out there they go ah it's a this is a sexist to us and whatever the second way to do it and this is this is you know again they don't have a headquarters if all the like woke people had a headquarters they could get together and be like ah, we got to deal with this karen thing like if this was if this was working like a president, they'd get the publicist and be like, this Karen thing's killing us. <laughs> what do we do? You know, because we need white women to be out front. We need to be getting things. This is killing us. And so everyone's just dealing with it themselves in their own way. They don't have a headquarters. They're not a group. So this is what conservatives weaponize cancel culture to tame anti-Trump celebrities. So that's option two of how people deal with it. You know what I mean? So people go, hey, you're canceled. And you go, oh, look at conservatives cancel us. But you wep using this as a weapon, using cancel culture as a weapon, using a weapon as a weapon. You came into someone's house with a gun. They took the gun and pointed at you and you go, this guy's pointing a weapon at me. <laughs> Help. This guy is pointing a weapon at me. Criminals breaking into people's houses. You, oh, what are you doing with? You're not allowed to have guns. You've been doing this forever. And they go, well, yes, but I don't like Trump. Get that through your thick skull. In recent weeks, in the wake of the George Floyd protests and the resurgence of Black Lives Matter movement, the spotlight has shone on the likes of Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon for using blackface and comedy sketches. And among the multitude of voices of these celebrities to face consequences for their past actions are a number of conservative figures and media outlets. Nope. What happened is you ran out of people. You've been canceling yourselves. And then the, these people have been covering it. The truth is... 
there might be a little bit of that, you know, like shit posters on the internet and people like that that are all kind of like, yeah, let's fucking get these people, which is hilarious. By the way, this is a list of some of the celebrities. Ralph Northam, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Howard Stern, Joy Behar, Sarah Silverman, Ted Danson, Gigi Haddad, Julianne Hall, uh, Billy Crystal, J- Justin Trudeau. The, and the list goes on and on and on of the amount of people that were canceled for blackface. And then since none of these people, you know, these conservative jobs, like you've been canceling each other. I've been watching a million liberal publications. But the same way that these other people go, oh, it's white men. They go... It's these damn conservatives. They all want to take off the Scooby-Doo mask and find someone else. They all need their boogeyman to be someone, right? So this person's boogeyman's glasses and ageism. This person, their boogeyman is conservative. Because, you know, this is, especially when they got a lot of white men, you kind of, the, the white men got to be like, that's conservatives. Because <laughs> what are they going to say? They can't really say white men as much. So, and some of these people just came with the stupidest blackface responses. And, you know, they, I, like I said, they need to shut the door behind them. Some girl was a writer on Mean Girls, and she goes, going forward, you know, she she did it, and she apologized. She did Asian face, and she goes, I'm so fucking sorry. I was, it's, it was not funny then, and it, it was funny then, and it's not funny now. She's apologized for the pain she's caused, because she did an Asian character. The pain! And then she goes, going forward, no comedy-loving kid needs to stumble on these tropes and be stung by their ugliness. So... The left's cancel culture is vile. This is what they say. The left's cancel culture is vile. The right's, hey, let's turn cancel culture into clobber the left game is 10 times as nauseating because it's so flagrantly cynical. How is that worse? You are so stupid. These people, like, can you imagine being like, okay, you agree that the left's cancel culture is really bad. So they created this thing where they're going to cancel everyone and ruin everyone's lives. And then these people were like, all right, we'll do it too. And then you go, that's worse. How on earth is that worse? What are you talking about? It's actually better because it's not, it's not as motivated by hate. If you want to be completely honest, a lot of people will say, you know, you should have integrity with this stuff where you know, you think cancel culture, a lot of people I respect say this. They go, you should think it's bad across the board. You need to have your principles. Like if you think cancel culture is bad, then when they cancel someone that's like a woke person, you shouldn't take some pride in that. I, however, disagree. You know, I think that I, you know, even with my comedy and satire and stuff like that, I think what I like to do is hold a mirror up to people that are being ridiculous. That's what I think I'd like to do. So to me, the idea that these people can do, they get a pass and then you have to, and then I think it's very funny to be like, you know, here's you doing it. So if someone came up to me and said, hey, I found Ryan Long said the N word on a podcast once and we need to get him canceled or whatever. I don't, I think it would be perfectly reasonable for me to now find them doing it and be like, here's you doing it and then take uh, pleasure in the fact that they go down. Now, again, I think there's something I go, this is what I always said about the woke left and me first place. If if you say someone that's been comes out and he's like, you know, saying like racist shit or whatever, and then he gets like punched out or something like that, you're like, whatever. But if that guy now is on the ground and you start stomping his neck in and then 10 guys come out and you're punching his teeth in and you go, what happened is like, he said something racist and you go, Dude, he's going to die. Like, at some point, you're still in the wrong. I always said, like, I take some pleasure in the initial thing when some of these people who've dedicated their life. But, you know, I probably after two days, I'm like, all right, we'll leave this guy alone. You don't need to torture them till they commit suicide. But I do think it is a it is if you're going to be a person that does that. 
how do you now get a pass? Like, how does J- people like Jimmy Kimmel get to say this comedy's bad and this comedy's bad, but they get a pass? Of course not. So I disagree that having the integrity on that is the, you no, know, I just think it's bad across the board. Now, I think when people start being cancelers, I think they're they're definitely ready to get canceled. Alyssa Milano said, cancel culture is being weaponized by the right and Putin. <laughs> Take notice of who they're targeting and what is trending. Are they trying to hurt Trump's most vocal critics? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably who's been getting canceled the most. Trump's most vocal critics. From what I've seen, you know, the <laughs> when I've seen people getting canceled, when I saw Sam I get canceled, I say, "Oh, another Trump Trump another anti-Trump guy down the drain." <laughs> you go who do you think you've been trying to cancel, Alyssa Milano? People that like Trump, you moron. Putin. She says it's Putin. Putin's the main canceler. That's why Jimmy. That's why Jimmy Kimmel went down. It'll take Jimmy Kimmel down. That's what. That's what's going on here. Putin's out there with Steven Seagal, and he said, "Jimmy gotta go, buddy." So you. It, it, so that's option two. Option one is you flail around being like, it's six is blah, blah, blah. And uh, number two, how you deal with like, you know, your people get going down and white women becoming the problem. And you go, it's, and, you know, the Karen memes and stuff like that. You go, it's conservatives. It's Trump, these Trump, uh, Trump people and Vladimir Putin. That's the reason that Sarah Silverman's blackface is getting brought up because Vladimir Putin. Ah. And the third way that these people can deal with it, if you're not going to say, so you're I've option one, if you're not going to say that it's, you know, racist, sexist, or misogynist when it comes at you, if you're not going to say uh, it's conservatives doing this, then what you do is you have to triple down. And I think that white girls don't want to do that because it's going to have to put them too low in the thing. But that's why you see white guys doing this. So they, <laughs> if they want to keep their jobs. <laughs> so Jimmy Fallon comes on The Tonight Show, you know, because he was... He goes, he was Jimmy Fallon was forced to publicly reckon with a blackface clip in his past and his own role in systematic racism. But it will lead to true. But will it lead to true change or was it just lip service? So, you know, he comes on and he wants to say I'm sorry. And they go, is he really sorry? So what you do then is you got to, you know, you got to come out and basically cry. You bring a black guy on to lecture you. You know, he brought he brought like four black guys on and they tell him mm, and he goes, mm, yes, um, uh, I am. Yes. Oh, mighty black one. You know, that's a Bill. Mar did. He brings on an Ice Cube and Ice Cube comes on and he goes, yo, listen, Bill Maher, you need to learn something. You go, yes, I'm so, I, I repent. You know, you kind of, you take your lashings publicly and then you just, you know, you kind of praise, you praise the gods and you <laughs> you will hope that you get to keep your job. F- Fallon said, he goes, I know something great is going to come out of this. He said, I'm learning, I'm listening. And most importantly, I am keeping my show. That's kind of the gist of it. So if you come in, you go, this is actually a good thing. The fact that I got caught doing blackface when those people got caught doing blackface they should lose their job but when i get caught for doing blackface this is actually a good thing this is going to be a moment for our culture and i jimmy fallon am i going to be that pinnacle moment wayne brady says the 48 year old comedian is adamant that those who tell a bad joke are unforgiving should be canceled those who tell a bad joke and are unforgiving should be canceled but in comedy those who are remorseful should get second chances so green brady agrees is you know as long as you come and beg and plead but you get to decide what's a bad joke and who has to apologize <laughs> so wayne brady goes this guy needs to apologize he said the wrong thing and they go well i'm not apologizing because i don't agree with that joke because it was canceled and then he goes you know this person i don't like that joke apologize and you go i am so sorry mr brady you are right and i am wrong and he goes 
Let him go. Let him go. You know, he's, he gets to be the prison guard, the king. The king brings him in. He goes, apparently, this guy was stealing food from the bushes. And he goes, it was actually my food. He goes, apologize for stealing my food. He goes, I go, it was my food. He goes, off with his head. And the other guy goes, I, he, this guy stole food from the bushes. He goes, I am so sorry. You are the greatest God. You are the greatest king. You are the most humble king. And then he goes, let him live. So Wayne Brady thinks that they get to decide based on if they're sorry enough. You know, so that's what he thinks. So it's been fun to watch this whole thing fall apart. And then they're all doing blackface. I, you guys might not feel the same way as I do. I, to me, this is, this is an interesting moment where the feminists, especially the white feminists, realize that their social standing as a feminist is lower than what it is for black people right now. And I think they're having struggle dealing with that. And I think that the the second part, which has been the second part of my thing, is that there's no more guys to cancel. And of course, well, listen, there's always going to be more guys to cancel. But but essentially, there's way less guys to cancel because they're not in your thing. And those two problems are compounding because women, white women, are losing their place in the in the victim hierarchy at the same time that there's not enough men to cancel. <laughs> so they're on the chopping block. You know, to end this podcast, I'm going to tell you something really funny that I saw. <laughs> oh, actually, there's two. I mean, you guys saw you guys saw the guy with the gun and the, the girl and they come out and they're trying to fight people. I love the idea that they were saying, like, we're going to get guns. If those protesters come, we're going to fight them. And then the protesters actually come and they're like, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> the girl has to be like, do I really have to go fight a bunch of protesters from AK-47? But the, the, I saw literally on a thing, it said, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's personal trainer teaches you fitness tips. That's a legit thing that I saw. So <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg, maybe is 95, her personal trainer, they did an expose and they used her as an example. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? This bag of bones is personal trainer. This isn't like a news magazine. They tried to use that. Imagine that's your credits. You come out and you're like, I was the personal trainer to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You're like, she looks like a bag of dying bones. What are you talking about? I was, <laughs> I was, I was Tom Arnold's personal trainer. Like, oh my God, let me hire you. I, t I actually trained Gabrielle Sidibe before she did Precious. Please hire me. Okay, guys. If you want to support the boys cast, please tell your friend, tell your friend to watch the boys cast, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram. I just put another episode on patreon.com slash the boys cast. You can buy merch. I got the sick ass boys cast shirts. You know, hit me up on Patreon. I answer all the questions. Send me articles to the boys cast with Ryan long at gmail.com. And more importantly, keep on canceling cancel life, bitches. The boys cast. Oh.